Vice Online podcast with Jim and Jane Weisfitch. Today we're talking about the poop show that's called the Afghan Withdrawal, engineered by President Joseph Biden. And um, you call it a poop show? Why don't you just call it what it is? Shit show. Yeah, and our guest will be Ron Winter, a Vietnam veteran. Actually, you'll find out a hero Vietnam veteran when he gets on here. We can talk. Call him now. Do you still hear the music? No. Do you? I'm hearing it in delay. I don't hear the clicking either. Thank I'm just God. hearing the delay, that's all. Hello. Hi, Ron. So sorry we were late. We had little technical difficulty as usual because we don't test <laughs> our equipment. How are you? <laughs> I'm fine, Jane. How are you doing? I'm great. I just keep picturing you in yeah. that opening of the helicopter and in Vietnam. That's all I can see when I talk about you. Yeah. Some of the best days of my life. Was it? Really? <laughs> Many yes. Let me just tell you who our guest is again. Um, our guest is Ronald Winter. Ron Winter is a Vietnam veteran and really a... A man who served, in, unlike Richard Blumenthal, actually did serve in Vietnam. He didn't just serve during the Vietnam era. He actually, then he actually flew in a helicopter. Was it a Huey, Ron? No, it was a CH-46 C night, and I was a 50 caliber door gunner. Wow. And Ron would hang outside the uh, helicopter while he manned his gun. So the helicopter was dangerous enough, but he actually decided that he was going to... Um, Hey, I saw that movie too, Jim. <laughs> Which one? <laughs> Rambo. <laughs> oh, yeah. I love that movie. That's one of my favorites. The first one, especially. Yeah, there you go. Okay, so, Ron, what do you think about the uh, Afghanistan? Well, it's history repeating itself. It's something that could have been prevented and should have been prevented. And once again, you've got all these clowns in Washington, D.C. scrambling to point the finger at each other as to who's at fault and try to make these excuses and claiming that uh, no one's really going to get hurt by this. It'll all be fine. And actually what's going to happen is tens, if not hundreds of thousands of people are going to get murdered all over again. Saigon, just like it was back then, uh, World War II after Patton was stopped. And you know about that, Jane. Yep. Uh, Korea, same thing. Well, we, so, we had, uh, this video has ended somehow. Uh, somehow the video turned off on us. So I have to How? start it again because we lost a connection of the internet. Lovely. Anyways. Um, Hang on one second, if you would, Ron, because I want to get this right from the start if we can. Yeah, I would like to have sure. it. I would I'd like to have the entire thing if we could. So um, don't go anywhere, Ron. Well, how, how is your well, summer I'm going? right here, guys. How's your summer going right now? We're not recording right now. So how's your summer? My summer has been very good. Uh, I actually just drove about 10 hours today down to Florida to visit my son. Wow. Um, in, 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 uh, in, in, in their new home. And uh, I'm going to be here for his birthday. And uh, I'm going to be fine. Sounds good. So um, yeah. how, how's the mask situation? I will probably ask you that one again. But... Are, is everybody wearing a mask down there or no? Well, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not either. My family's not. <laughs> well, um, they just in the th in the county I live in now in North Carolina, 
the three primary cities there have all passed ma- mask mandates again. Ugh. But a lot of people are rebelling against it. Mm-hmm. The media's not covering uh, the protests that are going on out there because people are sick of this. It doesn't work. Right. We're going to have a rally in Glastonbury on Saturday. Um, I had my kids on a, on a street um, by our house selling lemonade uh, with the sign next to them, unmask our kids, and people were buying lemonade. So I was uh, thinking about sell, uh, uh, having people sign a, um, what do you call it? Um, petition. Petition. Thank you. Uh, I can't think of things. But uh, yeah, petition to unmask our kids and uh, again, CRT and all those we're things. We're live now. We are live. Okay, here we are. So Ron, we're live now. Are we? All right. Yeah, you are. Ron- Ron, Ron, I have, to, I, have to, I have to play a couple sound bites for you if I can, please. Go ahead. Uh, both sure. by Joe Biden, or one by Joe Biden, and one by the. Um, can you turn up my headset a little bit? Um, you're number four. How about now? Oh, that's much better. Thank you. You're welcome. Ron, let me play this for you if I can. Here is um, Joe Biden talking about who, who's to blame for the fiasco that's going on. I inherited a deal that President Trump negotiated with the Taliban. Under his agreement, U.S. forces would be out of Afghanistan by May 1, 2021. Just a little over. Okay, so counter, Ron. Trump's to blame, number one. U.S. forces had already drawn down during the Trump administration from roughly 15,500 American forces. I made a commitment to the American people when I ran for president that I would bring America's military involvement in Afghanistan to an end. While it's been hard and messy, and yes, far from perfect, I've honored that commitment. More importantly, I made a commitment to the brave men and women who serve this nation that I wasn't going to ask them to continue to risk their lives in a military action that should have ended long ago. Here comes the money line. I did that in Vietnam when I got here as a young man. Here comes the money line. I will not do it in Afghanistan. I know my decision will be criticized. But I would rather take all that criticism than pass this decision on to another president of the United States, yet another one, a fifth one. Because it's the right one. It's the right decision. So who else is to blame? The right one. Here we go. For our brave service members who risk He's their not lives say, I have to say it for him. That's the right one for America. Thank you. May God protect our troops, our diplomats, and all brave Americans serve. Out for the basic rights of all the right. Afghan people. Okay, here's what he did. He actually blamed the Afghan people for not fighting Ron. Do you know how many Afghan people died in that? Well, if you'll let me play this soundbite, I'll get Ron's opinion. Ron, this is... Uh, uh, Minister of Parliament, Tom Tuggenhat, who actually served in, in Afghanistan, too. Here's what he had to say to Joe Biden, Ron. Like many veterans, this last week has been one that has seen me struggle through anger and grief and rage. The feeling abandonment of not just a country, but the sacrifice that my friends made. I've been to funerals from Poole to Dunblane. I've watched good men go into the earth, taking with them a part of me 
and a part of all of us. And this week has torn open some of those wounds. And now he takes a shot at Joe Biden. This left is beautiful. Left us all hurting. And I know it's not just soldiers. I know aid workers and diplomats who feel the same. I know journalists who've been the witnesses to our country in its heroic effort to save people from the most horrific fates. I know that we've all been struggling. And if this recall has done one thing, let me tell you now, Mr. Speaker, it's achieved one thing already. I've spoken to the Health Secretary, who's already made a commitment to do more for veterans' mental health. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. This isn't just about us. The mission in Afghanistan wasn't a British mission, it was a NATO mission. It was a recognition that globalization has changed us all. The phone calls that I am still receiving, Sorry, the text yeah. messages that I've been answering it is taking too long. Japan and long. Australia, with France and Germany. Go, go, go towards the end. With partners large and small, and make sure that we hold the line to those who are in desperate need. Supporting the UNHCR, the World Food Programme, and so many other organizations who can do so much for people in the region. Okay. Yes, supporting refugees, One of course, I train. support refugees, though I'm not going to get into the political auction of numbers. We just need to get I didn't cut it out. Short enough. Let me sum it up by saying, he goes on to say, don't tell me that the Afghan people don't fight. He said, I stood with them as they fought and died. And woe to that person that actually came out and criticized the Afghan people as cowards, people who talk and run. Actually, somebody had the guts to stand up to Joe Biden for a change. It's, it's quite well, there's a, a couple of things. Let me, let, let me start yeah, here, Jim. Go ahead. First and foremost, if he's going to blame Trump and say this is all Trump's fault, then what would he have done differently? I noticed he didn't come out and say, if it had been up to me, I would have done this and this, and I would have done that and that. And then the next question after that is, okay, Joe, that's what you were going to do, and then what? What was going to happen based on the way you were going to do it, Joe? And he had, and no, problems. You, you he had no problem he, stopping Trump's uh, immigration at the border or stay in place in Mexico. He, so he could have stopped that, but he decided to honor the Afghan commitment. Is that it? Here's, here's what is really different between Trump and Biden. Yeah, Trump was drawing the troops down, but he also told the Taliban, if you guys take this as an opportunity to go reassert, <clears throat> reassert your terrorism on the, on the Afghan people, I'm going to drop a bomb all over that place, and the first one's going to go right on the house of the Taliban leader. <laughs> Obviously, Joe Biden doesn't carry that kind of, kind of respect. But here's another thing, Jim, you got to know. And this just shows what kind of an outright liar Biden is. Biden was in the U.S. Congress, the U.S. Senate in 1973. He was there to vote on the Foreign Assistance Act of 1974 in November 74 when they stopped all aid to South Vietnam, all aid. And they had already stopped the military aid so they couldn't defend themselves. By the time the North Vietnamese attacked uh, South Vietnam in, in uh, early 1975, the South Vietnamese were, were running out of ammo. They were running out of spare parts. And it was because of the U.S. Congress and Joe Biden was there and he took part in it. 
Joe Biden was there on April 10th, 1975, when President Ford went to the Congress and begged them to release money to, so they could put mil- our military back into Vietnam to keep it from falling. And the Democrats in Congress stood up, turned their backs on President Ford and walked out on him. So Joe Biden had blood on his hands in 1974. I'm sorry, 1975. He's he had blood, blood on his hands now. Absolutely. And now, in 1977, when the Vietnamese people, the boat people, started showing up on all these foreign shores begging for asylum, reporters asked Joe Biden, did he think that it was an obligation of the United States of America to take these people in? And that piece of garbage said, no, we don't owe them anything. That's who Joe Biden is. That's apparently his his memory isn't just short term bad; it's long term bad as well. Ron, let and, me, and let's not let me play ahead. one more piece of interview for a sound for you. This is from NBC News. This is sound video taken at the airport in in Kabul. I think it is. Hey, Becky. Well, there are scenes of panic and pandemonium at Kabul airport today as desperate people pour onto the runway, trying to flee the country in what can only be described as a chaotic exodus. Now, people are literally clinging on to U.S. military aircrafts as they try to take off. The U.S. is in charge of the airport there, but their focus is on the evacuation of American personnel. As far as commercial flights go, it's a disorderly mess with little security, and the commercial flights are currently not running. Uh, We know that as of last night, the U.S. military had flown around 500 embassy personnel out of the country on military aircraft. It's a chaotic scene as you see people running after a U.S. military aircraft, hoping that it will stop and let them on board. Ron, does it remind you of Vietnam or not? Oh, God, yeah. If you remember the mobs outside the U.S. Embassy trying to get in. I mean, you know, there's a classic picture of a Huey up on top of a building in Vietnam. And, and actually, that wasn't the U.S. Embassy. That was the uh, CIA headquarters. Uh, and those were CIA personnel that were being evacuated there. But around the embassy, they were there was just mobs that were there for days on end. And they were so frantic. Those poor people really couldn't believe the United States of America was deserting him. But here's here's the thing, Jim. I've seen all this finger pointing down in Washington and they're blaming the military and they're blaming the intelligence service. But the truth is the intelligence service in Vietnam knew this was happening and told the ambassador uh, myriad times, months ahead of time, you better start making plans to, to get out of here and get these people out of here now because the, the, the communists are coming. We've done nothing to stop them. And, and our intelligence people were telling the same thing to the Biden administration, and they did squat. And they're sitting there. And how was it last month that, that Biden said the Afghan army had, had the wherewithal? To, to hold off the Taliban, there was no worry about losing Kabul. Well, it's gone now, Junior. So right. what are we supposed to I mean, the example here, it's a mirror image of Saigon. Ron, listen to Joe Biden on that okay. subject. See- Can I bump, bump in with one thing? Sure. Like, when you have time, when you have a minute. Um, did you know that those planes that are com- uh, flying out of Afghanistan are half full because of um, administrative... Uh, funnel, whatever you want to call it, they're not even full. They're not getting people that can go on those planes. They're not getting them on. Did you know that, Ron? I did not know that. The yeah. only the only 
I've seen Joe's the picture of the one plane with the 600 people yeah, in that, it. Yeah, that's one plane, but most of those planes are half full, so they're full of, you know what, uh, Washington. Well, yeah, but that, that's, that's the norm, though, Jane. What, why are we surprised at anything that, that comes not, at us that I'm not surprised. I'm, I'm surprised that it's not being reported. That's what I'm surprised at. And the other thing that I'm surprised at is what happened to Cuba all of a sudden. We don't hear anything about that. So what what is happening in our the freaking world is beyond me. I'm just like, I'm out of my mind. It's not being reported. None of it. Ron, one of our listeners is Tom Mines right now. He says, modus operandi for the Democrats is always blame the orange men. Orange men, bad. It's always orange yeah. men, bad. <laughs> they got to blame somebody. <laughs> they'll never, they'll never take, they'll never take the blame for what they've done themselves. It might be Trump's plan, but Biden's the one who put it into effect. Well, Trump changed his mind because he was advised not to do it the way he was thinking. He was actually getting plan in in place, right? He was not just going to pull people out. Versus Biden. Versus I don't know his number. But versus Biden. Can I finish my thought, please? Thank you very much. Can I talk? Yep. I'm speaking, Mr. Vice President. I'm sorry. Excuse me, Mr. Vice President. Um, no, it's just, it's ridiculous. Um, they're going to blame him for something that he talked about that he didn't actually do because he didn't think it was a good idea in the end. It's not the right number. Sorry, Don, I'm Ron. I'm sorry, Ron. Go ahead. Look, there's, there has been an ongoing effort to overthrow the United States of America by worldwide communism going back into at least the 1930s. Our government has been infiltrated since at least then. And this is a classic example of just how bad it's gotten. This obviously doesn't necessarily help the communists because the Taliban doesn't like them any better than they like us, probably worse. But it makes the United States look horrible. It undermines all of our strength and strategy with our allies around the world because no one is ever going to trust us again. Exactly. They were, it, it, it may have taken... Uh, a, a couple of months, it actually took a couple of years for Saigon to fall after the Paris Peace Accords. But who undermined the Paris Peace Accords? The U.S. Senate, three months later. All right. In this case, it didn't take any time at all. They're literally chasing our troops out, giving Ron, them a time when they got to be gone. And hang saying, on a second, Ron. You leave. Ron okay. Don Pesci is caught. Uh, Contacting his wife. Don, hold on one Don second. Don Pesci is a conservative columnist here in Connecticut. Yeah, but I don't know how to answer the phone. You did stuff to the phones. Um, I don't know why you have to do that. Uh, can you hear me? No. Yeah, we can't hear Actually, I, we can't hear you. Go ahead, Don. Okay. Um, yeah, Ron, can you, hear, can you hear Don Pesci? I can. Okay, so Don Pesci introduced them to each other. Okay, Don Pesci is a conservative columnist. You're talking with Ron Winter, Vietnam veteran Don. And an author and, and author a professor. Well. I know his books. He's a very good writer. Yes. Okay, let's bring it in together. Okay, let's all talk together. We'll start one more time with Ron. Ron, uh, your take on this is that it is like Vietnam all over again. It is, and... There's another point you all got to think about this when we're when they're undermining the world status of the United States of America. There's a lot bigger than Trump and Biden. Uh, did you see yesterday, the day before, where China threatened Taiwan mm. and told them, you guys aren't going to get any help from the United States. Look what they just did to Afghanistan. Look what they did to Vietnam. 
we're going to come over there and take you guys over, and the United States is going to run away like a little coward. And you know, so this is a this is a huge thing here. It's not just Afghanistan. And you know who acknowledged Taiwan was the little country of Czech Republic that went in there as a uh, they they had a delegation going over there, totally ignoring the China. <laughs> I thought it was great. Don, your take on all of this, Don Pesci, your take on all of this. What's going on in Afghanistan right now? Well, of course, uh, Ron is. He's absolutely right. I mean, uh, uh, the the, uh, bifurcation between the United States, China, and Taiwan has been going on uh, much longer, actually, than than troops have been deployed in uh, Afghanistan. It's been going on a long, long time. And he's right uh, in assuming that that, uh, the weakness shown in Afghanistan is going to have disastrous repercussions, uh, foreign policy repercussions for the United States. I, I absolutely agree with all that. Ron, since you're giving us the military point of view, I'll ask Don this on the political side. Don, is this Biden's legacy now? Is Afghanistan Joe Biden's legacy? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, uh, most of the news uh, these days, especially since uh, the, the, the uh, you know, press uh, uh, media has uh, taken a backseat to television. Most of the news these days is, uh, is visually uh, oriented, and, and it's almost, it'll be almost impossible for him, uh, for Biden, to uh, ignore completely uh, the disastrous uh, pictures and, uh, and, and, and films that have uh, now come out of uh, Afghanistan. This is all on him. Uh, he's, uh, you know, this is all on him. Uh, he, everybody including, uh, you know, three-year-olds and four-year-olds, know uh, that um, that if you want to withdraw from a military, I think Ron will confirm this, if you want to withdraw from a military theater of action, uh, you, you don't do it by announcing your withdrawal. Uh, what you do is you send in troops. Obama did this and Trump did this. You send in troops to make sure that the withdrawal is is uh, done in, in, in uh, a reasonable uh, way, and you don't pre-advertise uh, your moves uh, to uh, potential enemies. Potential enemies would be the Taliban, it would be Russia, it would be China, uh, and Iran. Uh, those are the three menaces in, in the world theater right now. Go ahead, Ron. What's your, what's your view on all that? You're well, I absolutely, I absolutely support what Don said, and, and and, but there's one other thing we have to consider in all of this as far as Biden and his legacy. His legacy is going to be exactly what the Democratic media says it is. It doesn't matter what happens. Over there. I mean, they're scrambling now, That's but his terrible. legacy will be written by, by propagandists. It's not going to be written by historians. That's terrible. <laughs> so Biden's yes, it is. <laughs> so uh, Don and Ron Biden's still going to come out on top of this. I don't know if he can. How do you feel, Don? I, I really don't think he will. Uh, he's got too much going. Uh, he's got too much going against him uh, right now. When you consider the chaos in the border at the border region of uh, the United States, the uh, the his uh, his uh, proving the uh, the and enhancing actually the uh, the Russian uh, pipeline. 
uh, and uh, also his uh, his uh, saying no to uh, to inexpensive energy uh, here in the United States. You put all these you put all these uh, all, all these cons on the, on the same chessboard, and uh, you're not going to have a happy ending. There's not the ending here. Tom just pointed out again that uh, we haven't even touched on the fact that China is going to give foreign aid to Afghanistan and help the Taliban. Oh, yeah. yeah absolutely. You, you know, Jim, I don't know if you heard this yet. I just heard it. But uh, there was a piece in the Harvard Current today uh, that touched on uh, Blumenthal and, and, and Murphy's uh, feelings about uh, what happened uh, in uh, Afghanistan, and that piece revealed that uh, that uh, Trump uh, had uh, made a verbal uh, deal uh, with the Taliban uh, that uh, that the United States would withdraw uh, in good order from the country if, and and he laid down certain conditions if uh, you know women uh, were treated uh, respectfully, if uh, if the Taliban didn't bust into homes and start arresting uh, uh, people who had uh, helped uh, helped, uh, the U.S. military, a whole bunch of things. And uh, just recently, this may be propaganda, but just recently the the Taliban said, no, we're not going to, you know, we're not going to uh, lop off any heads. We're not going to change. We're not going to change anything as far as women are concerned. They still uh, are going to be able to are still going to be able to, uh, you know, have business activities. Uh, we're not going to lock them up in their own clothes. Uh, we're not going to be sending people around to knock on doors and execute uh, anyone. They're shooting people in public if they don't have burkas on. Well, yeah, I know, but uh, we don't know at this point whether that's just a bunch of banditos or whether it's uh, whether it's the Taliban. Uh, you know what? I totally believe it. Um, can you name all the stuff that Biden has screwed up since he became a president? Bes- besides, besides, besides the oil, besides everything else, besides just starting with that, pissing off China, um, giving in off, giving in to China. Can you guys see something good that he has done? I don't see one good thing. We're going back into mass now. There's going to be a. Uh, uh, Booster for vaccination, people that already have been vaccinated. We don't know if it's working. Um, can somebody name one good thing that this idiot has done? No, it's, I can't name a, th- a single good thing uh, that he's done, but it's kind of enticing. I mean, the whole notion is a little enticing because the Taliban uh, press office itself mentioned uh, that uh, they had a deal with Trump and they were keeping to the terms of that de- of that deal. So I don't know, you know, whether all that's just for show, you know, whether they're going to actually be executing. Well, I just don't know. I don't know any of that stuff. But going forward, if they don't, if they keep to the terms of that deal, it's not Biden's triumph. It's Trump's triumph. And I think Biden is going to have to swallow a lot of uh, he's going to have to swallow a lot of horse horse feathers there. Ron, but, uh, right now we don't know. Ron, are you okay? There? I'm here. Yeah, yeah. Um, here's here's a little historical perspective on it. This is Vietnam veteran Ron Winter. Go ahead, Ron. After Saigon fell, 
the North Vietnamese communists said pretty much the same thing. Oh, we're going to have a mild takeover. We're just going to, and, and, and as far as the concentration camps, no, these are re-education camps. And mm-hmm. We're just going to invite people to come in there for no more than 90 days. And we're going to explain to them how the things are going to work under the new organization. Yeah. And in the, in the Ken Burns documentary on Vietnam, it came out a couple of years ago. He had the audacity to say that the expected bloodbath never materialized. Are you kidding? me they murdered up to 200,000 people in those camps they kept them there for as long as a dozen years they blew them up they worked them to death they beat them to death they murdered them two million people went out onto the ocean to get out of Vietnam the boat people 300,000 of them were never heard from again 300,000 and that was just Vietnam that didn't count Cambodia, where 2 million were slaughtered, Laos, at least another 500,000. They lost 3 million people to a, to a totalitarian regime that said, oh, we're not, we're going to be gentle and benign, and this is going to be wonderful. So, Same Ron, crap. what you're saying is Biden's a fool if he trusts the Taliban. He doesn't give a damn. Biden's a fool anyway. I mean, <laughs> I don't think he gives a damn. He's getting paid somehow. And what happened, you know what, if you look at just very short history, what happened to the 300 girls? Let, let Bring our girls home. That was Michelle and, uh, Obama Kamala? and all. What happened to those girls? Do you think that, gonna, that they're going to be treated any differently? These Muslim pigs, Muslim pigs, have been pigs for centuries. They have been trying to enslave Europe. They have been trying to enslave any piece of world... Ca- piece of uh land that they could and and what do you call it they could capture they've been just pigs that's what they are sorry yeah. we well, you know it would be uh, it, it would be wonderful to see uh uh the totalitarian uh religious extremists on one side go head to head against the communists on the other side <laughs> unfortunately you know they're uh they're gonna they're gonna have uh, one of those strange bedfellows those uh, marriages here while it, while it suits them. And, and, and if that happens and it is happening, uh, the level of misery that's going to be cast on the human race is literally incalculable. And it's just, it's just disgusting. And these people will tell you in your face that that's what they want to do. They want to just, they want to kill you. That's what they want to do. Is Joe Biden again, Ron, listen closely to this. And do you see any parallels between this withdrawal and what happened in Vietnam with some people feeling none whatsoever? Zero. What you had is you had entire brigades breaking through the gates of our embassy. Six, if I'm not mistaken. The Taliban is not the South, the North Vietnamese army. They're not, they're not remotely comparable in terms of capability. There's going to be no circumstance where you see people being lifted off the roof of a embassy in the, of the United States. No, they're falling uh, off of the plane. Afghanistan. It is not at all. Uh, sorry, Joe. Uh, I want to get a reaction to that, Ron. Hey, Don was kicking in their head, so I'd, I'd like to hear what he had to say about that, Don. Go ahead, Don. If you can, no, it's okay. I, I, I agree with your perceptions on the whole thing. I think that uh, that there are uh, there are unavoidable uh, uh, correlations between uh, what happened in Vietnam and what's happened here uh, in Afghanistan. Uh, the politicians took over, and they uh, they uh, destroyed really uh, what could have been a military victory by uh, American troops. So the withdrawal in that case was done by politicians for politicians, 
uh, for political uh, purposes. Here, the same is true. Uh, the withdrawal here it was done by politicians and it was done for politicians. Uh, there's no doubt in my mind that Biden is going to use uh, this uh, with this final withdrawal at, uh, in uh, future uh, campaigns. And the Democratic Party, which tends to which tends to campaign in lockstep, uh, is going to be do saying the same thing even in states, even in state uh, campaigns. Uh, so all that is so. All this is, is all for politics, then. Don. Well, well, the thing is too. It's it withdrawal, but they're they're sending five thousand troops back. Well, here here's the thing. Here here's the thing. The Taliban made a deal with Trump. Okay, and the terms of that deal were very precise. The Taliban has now said we're keeping to the terms of the deal, but what's not being said is that part of that deal. Uh, a part of that deal includes a delivery from the United States to uh, the Taliban of $1.5 billion. So, my goodness. So, here's what's going on. Uh, we're going to see right after, I, I mean, I think, you know, Biden is perfectly capable of trying to buy his way out of this catastrophe. So, we're going to find out right after. Uh, that $1.5 billion is delivered to the Taliban, whether they're really going to keep the terms of the Trump deal, whether they're not going to cut off heads, whether they're not, whether they're going to leave women and little kids unmolested. We'll see that. It'll happen very quickly. It'll probably happen before the election. Now, this is a catastrophe. This is a real catastrophe uh, for Democrats and for people who argue uh, that uh, that the, that diplomacy can do what uh, military victories can't do. That's simply not true. The most successful diplomatic efforts historically by the United States were were, were happened after the United States won military victories. Um, you know, the diplomatic effort in uh, in in in, uh, in uh, uh, Saigon was a failure because we because in, in essence the politicians lost the war so they had nothing to bargain with the same is true here in afghanistan biden right now has no chips on his bargaining table and without chips diplomacy is just uh, is just nothing i think matter. biden should resign for this do you agree with me you uh, guys they'll take him out oh where is kamala as well where is she is she still speaking mr vice president Excuse yeah. me, I'm talking. Well, she apparently is. is she's in not. She's nowhere to be found. We have we have catastrophes all over the place. You look at the south border. You look at the Afghanistan. What happened to Cuba once again? And now, the demands of the masks and vaccination on American citizens, but not the people that are crossing the border illegally. Sorry, I'm jumping in with all this because uh, there's just so much going on. Now, there's one. It's right also to understand that there's only one pie, and these are all pieces of the same pie. You know, what's going on in the border, uh, what's going on with energy here in the United States, uh, what's going on in Afghanistan, what's going on in China. Uh, I know. Uh, what's, you know, it's all the same pie. It's all the same political pie. Ron, can you jump in? Yeah, there's a there's an element here that, that uh, 
is a thread, a common thread, goes all the way back to that in World War II, goes through through Korean War, through Vietnam War, right until today. Um, what Don said about the, the politicians losing the war is absolutely correct. But the, there's another part of that. The politicians created a situation where the wars could not be won. Now, they did this in, in Vietnam by not letting us go across in, into uh, Chapone, Laos, and shut down the Ho Chi, Ho Chi Minh Trail. Now, the book, the most recent book, uh, Victory Betrayed, I point out in there that the North Vietnamese generals said they knew that we could do it. We knew that we could do it. And they said they never understood why we didn't, because if we had, the war would have been over in three months. But who stopped us from doing that? The State Department. Well, that's like the State Department. The State Department negotiated the, the, the Treaty on Laotian Neutrality in 1962. And the, even after the communists blatantly broke that agreement and started constructing the Ho Chi Minh Trail, our little diplomats went to their little parties and had their little drinks and said, oh, yes, but we don't break our commitments. Well, you're stupid when you're letting your own people and the people of your allies be murdered by people sitting there and running across the other side. And the same exact thing happened with the Taliban running across the border to, to Pakistan and our State Department saying, oh, no, we can't go over there and bomb them because Pakistan is supposedly an ally. Well, if they were an ally, then how come they were allowing somebody to come over and get sanctuary on their property? Because if we had done what Don just said, if you want military victory, go in there and kill them all. They just wiped their army out, yeah. which we did with Viet Cong in 1968, and we killed so many NVA by the end of that war that they brought in 300,000 Chinese troops, which rarely if ever gets mentioned, to help them fight because they'd run out of people. And all we had to do was plug that one hole in the Ho Chi Minh Trail, and we were prevented from doing it by our own State Department, which also was complicit here in Afghanistan, which also was complicit in the Korean War. That's right, Don. Ron has a new book coming out, or it's already out. Ron, tells what's the title of the new book? The new book is Victory Betrayed, oh, Operation yeah. Dewey Canyon. We have it. Jane has it. I, I have sure it. do. Yep. Right, I just, I just have. I'm not a very good reader. If you put it on an audio book, I'd be done with it. I'm, I'm, I have difficult time <laughs> sitting down reading. But um, I was going. I can't to tell say, you how many people told me to do that. <laughs> <laughs> but Ron uh, and Don, um, do you know how history repeats itself and how we are fighting the stupid CRT bullshit right now because they're not teaching our children what happened, and it's going to repeat itself. That's why I'm so ticked off that nobody, it, the, the, the BO, BOE is not listening to us. They're just smirking at us. So you're looking at repetition of history over and over because these morons are changing the books. That's exactly right. It's a rare, very important point. I just put up a piece called Surprise, Surprise uh, about, uh, you know, about the Biden's failed effort in, in uh, Afghanistan and it begins with a quote from Otto von Bismarck, who invented real politics. I mean, he was the guy who invented it. And the quote is, only oh, a fool Ron learns... Hung up. Ron hung up. Fool... Oh, Ron's gone. Ron, uh, hang it, it, one second, let's call him back. Okay, sorry, Don, C continue. No, that's okay. The Ron, are you still there? I'm, I'm here. Okay, great. Thanks, Ron. That's Don. Oh, that's We that. have Don and Ron. Ron. <laughs> okay, hold I'm on one Ron second. Back. Sorry, Don. That's okay. Ah, uh, he might call us back. 
Um, I'm calling him. Don't hang up yet. I'm not hanging up. Run. No, it's going to go to his. He doesn't even know he dropped, probably. Probably still on, the, on a dead line. Well, there you go. <laughs> hey, I lost you, Jim. Yeah. Sorry, Ron. You're back. You okay. Can you stay okay, with great. us, Ron? So, Don, is, uh, Don, go ahead. Well, no, there's a, there's a piece I just put up called Surprise, Surprise, and it's about all the stuff we've been talking about, but it starts off. Uh, with a quote from uh, from Otto von Bismarck, who was a, the, a real politicker. He invented the phrase real politics. And here's the quote, just to confirm, just to you know, emphasize what you just said, Jane. The quote is, only a fool learns from his own mistakes. The wise man learns from the mistakes of others. And I think, uh, you know, we all agree that, that, that uh, you know, all the, the generals uh, in the Pentagon, all the politicians who have, who have, uh, have, in effect, uh, ruined uh, uh, possible victories. All of them should that, agree with Ron. That rem- yeah. Ron Winter. That reminds me of the famous uh, General Patton quote, where he addresses the troops and he says, "Your job is not to die for your country. Your job is to make the other poor bastard die for his." There it is. Absolute truth. Patton right. was great, wasn't he? Right, but Don, what were you going to? Can you finish your thought? Well, no, um, this uh, surprise, surprise, uh, d- it really uh, dwells on, uh, on uh, 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 you know, what happened uh, very, very recently in uh, Afghanistan. Yep. Uh, it mentions Chris Murphy and, uh, and uh, Blumenthal. The president was stunned. Stunned. Can you imagine stunned? <laughs> I, he, wasn't alone. He, he, wasn't, he, he wasn't alone. I mean, Chris Murphy was surprised. This is what Murphy said. He said, given how much we've invested in the Afghan army, it's not ridiculous for analysts to believe that they'd be able to put up a fight more than a few days. This is a guy who's on the foreign, on the foreign war committee. And he He's gone oh. again. He's done again. Okay. Anyways, leave him alone. We got, you got to wrap up with Just Don leave him so alone. we can go right to, back to um, Ron. But, but, uh, Murphy, yeah. Murphy does not know that if you're in a war theater, a theater of action, and you withdraw the means by which you can defeat the enemy. There are two of them. One is air power. The other is intelligence on the ground. If you withdraw those two things, you are going to lose the war. You will lose the if war. If you withdraw the military, and I'm a girl, if you um, withdraw them, if you don't have a country as powerful as America behind backing them, there is nothing. There is nothing for them. No matter how much equipment they're going to have, no matter oh what, God, there's there's nothing for those people. Am I right? He's still there, Ron. Ron Winter is with us. Vietnam War veteran. And he's given us his perspective on what's but going on in that can't Afghanistan. Hear him, so, um, sorry, it was my fault. Okay, here we are. Ron, I'm sorry. Hi, Ron. Um, was Thanks I, for calling Was back. I right, Don? If you, no matter how much military... You give them no much, no matter how much money you will give them. If you pull out the military, if you pulled out the personnel, and you don't have guarantee of being backed up, that's where the our original enemy is going to swarm in, which is what we are seeing. And we were told that there were airplanes and uh, equipment and everything else left behind. If they don't have a backup, they don't have a chance. Correct. 
That's right. These are people who are arguing that uh, you know that the the, the uh, Afghan Afghan fighters never fought, and they but, did. But they kept the peace in Afghanistan for twenty years, and they kept it for for two reasons. One, the American military was supplying them with on the ground reliable military intelligence, and two. They were supplying them with air power, right? If and plus, we could it? plus we could deploy we we could deploy military from this country. We could support them from this country if they needed. Don, we've got to move along. I'm sorry, I got to go back to Ron Winter if we can. Okay. Thanks for joining us today, Don. I really appreciate it. Last, you've been minute, great, though. Don. Thank you As so always. much. Pleasure talking to you, Ron. I, I hope I come across your new book at some point. Oh, it's worth it. I'll okay. get you a copy. Don, I'll get one to you. I'll get one to you, Don. Okay, that'd be great. Okay. All right, Don. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you soon. Right, bye. Okay. Bye. Yep. I missed that. Don Pesci, conservative columnist in Connecticut. I know one does actually exist. All right. So, Ron, Ron I'm, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, Don. no, no. I'm. Go ahead. I was going to say one more thing. Um, is there any way out of this? Can we uh, turn this around, or is it, is it a done deal, unfortunately? Well, of course there's a way to turn it around. We just go back in with full military might and blow the living daylights out of them like we should have in the first place. Um, we don't let any so-called allies give these people sanctuary. Just go in there and take them out. They're totalitarian. They're, they're vicious. They're terrorists. And they're just going to figure a way to come back at us again myriad times over. Um, so, yeah, there's always a way to do it. The problem is there's no backbone in Washington, D.C. There's no backbone in our embassies. There's no backbone in our Congress. And you know, so what makes me, you know what makes me nervous? How far is 9-11? Well, <laughs> very, you know, mm. very near, actually, not very far. Right. But, you know, there's, there was one, one thought I wanted to, to, to make here, Jim. Jim and Jane, and Jane is absolutely aware of this. But one of the things uh, that we always heard uh, in Vietnam was, was how many Americans died there. What you never heard was how many communists we were wiping out there. And, and, and it goes the same with the Taliban. They don't want to tell you how many troops they lost over there, but it's far, far, infinitely greater, exponentially greater than what we were, or the, or the, uh, the Afghan freedom people uh, lost. But the reason they don't want you to know this is because it's an example of, of the total disregard they have for human life. They will sacrifice people in the millions, and they have, and worldwide, obviously, hundreds of millions, going back to the, to the Bolshevik Revolution in 1917, coming forward to now. Mm -hmm. But Vietnam and Afghanistan are two excellent places and the Korean War. And you guys could have, communists from, from what you wrote in your book, you could have totally won the war. Oh, absolutely. That, that wasn't even a question. That wasn't even a question. They were ready to surrender on numerous occasions, at least twice with, with very serious intent about it. And both times, both times, they were bailed out by either the U.S. president or the U.S. Congress. Does that both. tell you we could have beaten the Taliban? Oh, hell yeah. The Taliban were beat all the way back in 2001. Mm -hmm. I don't know why we spent the last 19 years there kept sending our people over there, except I read some things that said the whole point was so that they could keep the uh, the poppies growing for the drug trade. 
Other than that, I don't know what we were doing there. But we wiped the Taliban out in 2001. There's got to be money in this for these bastards like the Biden uh, and his son. There's got to be money in it for like bastards like Obama. There's got to be money in it for them. What else? How did Obama attain a house coming from nowhere with no money, communist little child, having nothing, community organizer? He has a, how big is the house in uh, Martha's Vineyard? Can, I, can you dream about something like that? It's huge. Holy crap. Anyway, sorry. You know, there's another point, too, we want to make on this, is that look at what this is doing for the Taliban's recruitment efforts. And look what this is doing for all the terrorist organizations' recruitment efforts, whether they're in Africa, whether they're in the, the Middle East, the Far East, the Near East, wherever they might be. Look at what this is doing. So, yeah, how far away is the 9-11, Jane? Mm. Uh, <laughs> Look right next door. I know. It's coming again. I know. I, I, I I'm believe it is. I'm, I'm, I believe it is. Um, so if anybody's thinking about any big celebration anywhere in a big city, well, it's not going to happen because we're going to be masked and we're going to be quarantined again because we have the rulers of the world in this country now um, telling us what to do. My goodness. Uh, General... I'm sorry, Secretary Ronsfeld. Ron, General go ahead. Ronsfeld. I'm sorry, I keep interrupting. No, that's fine, Jane. I, mean, I, I enjoy hearing your opinion on these things because you've lived under this totalitarian regime. You know what it's like. And, and uh, earlier what I was saying when, when the phone went dead, I, I just feel terrible that in this country, there's a huge percentage of people here who really don't understand what this means, don't care. And, and when it all comes down here, and believe me, it will, uh, what they should have been looking at was how fast this happened in Saigon, how fast this happened in Kabul, because that's how fast it's going to happen in the United States of America. How fast did it happen in Venezuela? Wasn't Venezuela one of the... Venezuela, uh, yep, prime example, prime example. Right, and that yeah. happened That happened within, what, 20 years? Not even? Was it 20 years, I think? Well... The, the takeover itself was a matter of months. It wasn't even that. They were yeah. they were building for it. But, Jane, that's like what I said earlier. The, the communists have been building for a takeover in the United States of America since the 1930s, at least. Because and, and this is, is them coming to fruition. So, so they're building one world order so they can rule the world. And uh, they will, but they will still run out of money. They will still run out of everything because they're stupid. They're, they think that they're, I just got my check for $250 for one of my children uh, from the government. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Um, but they keep printing money. People are not working. I just went to stop and shop. We're running out of sugar. I went uh, to a, uh, buy something else. They were running out of that as well. It's just uh, we're running out of things and we are going to continue to do so and we are going to become Venezuela because nobody's working. Um, it's, it's scary. It's actually scary. People don't understand. Why? Why, aren't, why are the people not going back to work, Jane? Because, because they're the being paid by the government. They're, they're putting them on the dole and they're keeping them on the dole. So why you go can, to work when the government will let me sit here? So right now they're pretending uh, that they're working. They're pretending to be paid and they're pretending that everything is hunky-dory. But you know what? You're going to run out of to- toilet paper. So you're going to wipe your butt with the uh, pine needles. <laughs> yeah, there you go. 
But it's just, it's just awful. Awesome. Whatever, grumble, grumble, complain. Excuse me, am I grumble, grumble, complaining? <laughs> Do it again. Do it again. Sure, lame, whatever, grumble, grumble, complain. You should play the one that where they said, and whose fault is it? Where the Russians are having the shots. Whose fault is it? Obama. <laughs> do you remember that yeah. one, Ron? That was, I do, uh, I do. Last Man Standing. From last Man Standing. Um, you've been so kind with your time. We really appreciate that. It has been. Um, anyways, you guys, everybody should buy Victory Betrayed by Ron Winter. It's a very um, thorough um, revelation about the Vietnam War and how it was lost by the politicians and how many lives were lost uh, by by our they, country. They can, they can, What's that? They can go on my website. They can go on my website, RonaldWinterBooks.com, and uh, if they go there and buy it, um, they'll get an autographed copy. Wow, well, there you go. So once again, what, what's the website? Ron, Ron, Ronald Winter Books. Ronald Winter Books. Okay. Correct. Okay. Thank you. Got it. Um, thank you so much, Ron. I hope you can come on again and Please hope again, that this Ron. this mess is going to And Ron, you fixed. think this whole thing can be stopped, you say? I think so. Hope so. Somebody had the courage to do it. Yeah, that's the thing. But Somebody you know, had the guts. Yeah. Some, yeah. Have we elected people with courage lately in this country? Yeah, the one before. Well, he didn't. He didn't stick around too long. Well, what have we got now? Hopefully, he'll be back. Here, Ron, this one's for you from Last Man Standing. Hey. Hi. How are drills? Tough. It's just nice knowing we're out there hitting it while the Ruskies are still in bed. <laughs> the Ruskies aren't in bed. They're doing jello shots in the Ukraine. <laughs> You know who we blame for that? Oh, Obama. <laughs> All right, Ron, thank you so much. Thank you, guys. You're the best. Thanks, Ron. We'll talk to you soon, okay? I'll let the music Take care. Thank you too. Bye. Thanks, Ron, very much. Oh, that was great. All right, so we're done. Unless somebody wants to call. Oh, yeah, yeah. we can open up phone calls. I forgot about that. It's five. It's after five o'clock. That's okay. I'll it's take, after, I'll after take five. a call. We always take at least one phone Okay, call. Thomas Hines. Tom, give me a call. Give a call. 860-888-2101 or 996-0308. Anybody wants to have a quick chat with uh, my husband? Um, what did you think? What do you think about the uh, Afghanistan disaster that, that um, the idiot in the White House created? And literally create it. What a moron. Come on, somebody support me with that. Swear over here. Um, Come it's on. My, in my opinion, it's time for Joe Biden to resign for this He's not going to he, resign. He doesn't, he doesn't know what day it is. Excuse me. <laughs> Sorry. I think he should because of what he did, what he did here. He should be he tried should for be treason. Chief. Morgan, you Chief. said that before. He should not be commander-in-chief any no. longer. Morgan, you said the treason thing before. I, I already said it several couple days ago because that's that's just disgrace. Nobody's going to trust this country ever again, or not ever again, but for a long time. Both lines are open, if, guys. If we're going to have this country, 860-888-2101 or 860-996-0308, and I'm done. I'm going to watch the five. Um, I just, I am so disgusted. I am so disgusted with this government. Well, I disgrace back the down. government 
all these little Lovely. local buggers and we won't back that down. We'll always stand for a smaller, later, less intrusive government. I'm talking. Excuse me, I was playing. Our Excuse me, Mr. Music. Vice President. I was speaking. Okay, Mr. I have to get that sound I was right speaking. <laughs> okay, yes, we do need Trump back for sure. That's for sure, Stephen. Um, anyways, we've been we are fighting locally. We are watching this federal bullshit. Yeah, I'm going to say it. Bullshit. It it is just disgusting what they are doing to the whole entire world. It's just despicable. Did I say it out loud? Yeah. I did. Well, that's Jane. Sorry. I would have been Jane a good unfiltered. Soldier. I would have been a good soldier. Jane unfiltered. All right, guys. Uh, I guess nobody's calling back, so I'm going to go watch the five. Yeah, uh, and don't forget to get uh, Victory course. Betrayed by Ron Winter and my book, um, Stock by Socialism by Jane Benson. Makes a great gift for your friends and family, in particular for your kids. We're in college. I think both books are, uh, when they're telling lies, you have people that lived it. I lived it. He lived it. He's yes. been there. He's been hanging off of the helicopter with the gun. We're going to have a book signing party somewhere, hopefully. And guys, you need to start, everybody needs to start fighting their local government on their bullshit because they're trying to make us wear masks again. They told us if we were vaccinated, no masks. Kids are going to go back to school with masks. They're still teaching CRT. They're changing the name of it. They're thinking that we're stupid. They're still doing it. Now they're doing even orientation for the kids at school. They're doing it via Zoom because they're afraid of the parents' wrath. Because we are pissed off. Everybody needs to step up. There is a rally in Glastonbury on uh, this Saturday at 12 o'clock. Unmask our kids. So it's not really political. Political. It's uh, just to get keep them healthy. Um, show up. I'll be there. I'll drag him. Love you. Okay. See you next Wednesday at 4 o'clock. Thanks, everybody, for watching. Next Wednesday, 4 p.m. Oh, we might have a guest. Might have, we, if you set it up, we might have a guest. That's right. We might have an actual, a third person will be joining us as a Jacqueline, host. yeah. So, show and she's up. unfiltered, too. Jane and Jacqueline unfiltered. Fasten the your seatbelts, The two blondes. <laughs> two blondes is like being be, between two ferns, that show. Instead, it's between it's two blondes. It's a J. It's triple J, actually. If Joseph Jones joins us, it's going to be... Quadruple J. Yep, it'll be James, Joseph, Jacqueline, and Jane. Thanks, you guys. We'll see you next Wednesday. 4 p.m. live. Hit right at RadioViceOnline.com. Hit the link there. Take care, everybody. Have a room or so on and so forth. It was actually, when they first came on, you know, we let them land. And after that, when they realized what happens if their people would uh, dynamite on there. Let me introduce you again. We're talking with Klaus, who was a helicopter pilot during the Vietnam War. He, like uh, Ron Winter, sees similarities between the accident in Vietnam and the accident in Afghanistan. I, personally, I think it's shameful, Klaus, that we will let this happen again. Well, we're lacking leadership. And uh, kind of amongst ourselves in the Marine Corps, we say we have two types of Marines. We have war-type Marine, and we have a peacetime Marine. The two don't mix. 
And what's going on here, it seems like it's been peacetime Marines, and they don't know how to conduct a war. I mean, there's no, you know, worst case situation. They're talking about, oh, we're talking to Taliban to let uh, people come to the airport. <laughs> don't plan for that and, and assume that that's going to happen. Plan for the worst situation. What happens if the running away gets blown up? You know, you, you saw the, the people hanging on to the aircraft, right, as was taxing in. If I were the pilot, I would have taken off because I would have been concerned that uh, somebody was playing, putting a grenade on the side of the aircraft. Hey, and it was disabled at the runway. Klaus, this is Jane. I'm uh, Jim's wife. I don't Hi. know if you... Hi, how are you? Yeah, uh, okay, fine. <laughs> um, I, I don't know if you heard, uh, but uh, um, Fox News reported that some of those, or most of those planes are half full. They don't even let people, they don't even let them fill up. And as you were saying, plan for the worst, hope for the best, Right. That's correct. I mean, they may say we're going to let people through to get to the airport to leave. But then what happens if, you know, if that doesn't happen, if they change their mind, which, of course, they will. And then what happens again with if we have one ra uh, one runway and you have a super fixed swing coming in for to pick up people and they're hanging and running after the airplane and then blow it up. I actually saw one person True. in the camera actually waving at the camera so that I was a little concerned right. about that. Yeah, that's correct. I mean, it, it, it's, it, I, I cannot grab, understand what the heck's going on over there. Mm. It's just, a, I mean, it's just a disgrace, total disgrace. But, Klaus, you would agree with my dad, who was both a Marine and a Naval uh, officer, when he said that Marines and soldiers and sailors win wars and politicians lose them. That's correct. You know, I've got over 800 combat missions uh, from Vietnam. And uh, I've got about 800, uh, you know, 800 combat, about 840, whatever. A Kaishan evacuation to Fubai. Hey, Sam, over 800 combat missions, uh, Sam, you're going to have to turn off your, um, um, this is Klaus. Klaus, this is Sam. Sam, 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 yeah. Sam Klaus. Klaus is a uh, Vietnam vet. Klaus, were you a lieutenant or a captain? Yeah, uh, I left the Marine Corps as a lieutenant colonel because of my oh. family. Oh, colonel. Oh. Um, but uh, thank you so much, sir. Really, I was also airborne. I got to spend two years with uh, Anglico because I was attached to NATO countries, the Brits, and then had to fly that way as an aviator. To be a paratrooper also is a little bit unique. They don't want us to leave the airplane too soon, but that's another subject. Well, Colonel, say hello to Sam. Sam, say hello to the Colonel. Sam, hello. hello Just call Colonel. me. <laughs> Hi, Sam. You, you know, I also, yeah, I was also uh, head of the uh, uh, Marine Corps Development Center Aviation Branch Firepower Division. And, uh, you know, I was quite instrumental in, uh, in with the Hellfire missile system uh, before it came out to the fleet. And then uh, I used to be studying and make uh, briefings to general officers on the XB-15 wow. for the Marine Corps. Do you have any idea what the XB-15 is? I would no. say not. No. But if I no. told you, that that ended up to be the Osprey. Oh, it was. So I was on the ground wow. work with that. And, uh, the of Osprey course, is a plane that actually can land vertically like a helicopter. That's that's correct. And I don't know why that hasn't come up. Because, you know, they can travel long distances and refuel in flight also. Since you're and, a lieutenant. Do you think there's anybody intelligent enough to know all that right now? <laughs> not in a White I, House. I tell you. Not in a White it, House. It's oh, unbelievable. No. 
I don't, I don't think uh, leadership exists right now in Washington. Well, and they took I, all the good generals and leaders out. That is correct. Biden was very busy weeding the whole place out. Yeah, and I know one particular general, and uh, I followed him all the way from uh, when he was a colonel and made commandant of the Marine Corps, General Gray. And I was in with him uh, again at the Saigon evacuation, frequent win. He was aboard the command ship and uh, General Carey and so on and so forth. So those are the type of people we needed and need to be, have drawn on to make plans for this stuff. I mean, it's just, and you, I'm not going to go into a whole my history, but. Uh, well, it's you know, impressive I, as, as it is. <laughs> I was actually born in Prussia. Prussia, that's uh, Germany. Oh. That's correct. <laughs> At the time, it belonged to Germany. My parents were Latvians. Yeah. And my dad became a prisoner of war for five years, and my mother and others uh, escaped Latvia in order not to come under communist rule when the communists took over uh, Latvia. Who was and the then, commie oh, premier at the time? Do you remember? Pardon? Who was Stalin. the commie premier at the time? Stalin. Do you remember it was Stalin? Yeah. I, I, you know, hey, I've got post-traumatic stress also. Oh. And I think one of the worst cases was when I flew that uh, almost, you know, 18.3 hours without uh, stopping, resting or something. Mm. And I think it stressed a, a pilot helicopter you know, all those flights back and forth from the uh, fleet to the uh, Saigon, I mean, through uh, bad, bad weather, being shot at, and so on and so forth. Oh, so, that's awful. But, uh, and then I came and home from Vietnam. Yeah. All and then you I came people home from- that went over there and tried to save our country and everybody else's, and this is the thanks you get. And there's well, something I want to say to every soldier or Marine who served in Afghanistan, and I know at least half a dozen. And Vietnam, and any any other war that if you, was if, trying to protect If you're us. upset at what you see, your, your, your fighting was not in vain. What you did was you kept me safe while you were over there from the, from the uh, terrorists. You kept my country but safe. But I know, and I hear you, but I, I, I'm totally eating up inside because... Mm-hmm. When I came back from Vietnam, I, I volunteered for the worst recruiting duty in New England, Boston, and so on, for officer selection. I had paint thrown on me, blood thrown on me, uh, Tufts University oh had a bomb threat, and so on. That was my thanks for, uh, for uh, uh, you know, following my orders, serving the country, and doing and what I thought. That's all politicians and then the news media, that, that, that's what does it. So um, I am so sorry for that. I would like to really thank you very much for Please. what you've done. And thanks to your family your because they stood vain, by Because you kept me safe. Thank you so much, Klaus. It's hard well, to I think they got to take would, the, you know, take the mainstream like, media and get them out and put them all under arrest yep. for the way they reported things. Absolutely. Morgan said that. They should be trying to love treason. You for, I love you for saying that. Uh, well, you know what? Media, you deserve the all media. the uh, appreciation that you know that we can give you. Well, and you know what life. the worst thing is to what? me, and I can't help it. It just keeps running through my head. This guy blinking. All I can think of is winking, blinking, and nod. And <laughs> Biden no. is nod. You know, one what thing I'm really thing to think. Ahead, if guys. I may just add one more thing here Please. is that I I'm really. Uh, eating myself up here lately. Uh, I'm worried among the, the sailors and the women and and so on that are have served in that country for what? 
and they're going to yeah. come home when they think they did something special. When you come down to it, there was nothing done special. It's all just lost in a few days. And Klaus, we're not done with it yet. The person you're listening to is Klaus. Klaus was a colonel in the in the Marines during the Vietnam War, and he flew a Huey. If you've never, if you've never yeah. seen a Huey, a Huey is yeah. made of nothing but tin foil and an engine. You yeah. have to be truly brave to fly in it. What it a brave actually man. Was, it was actually was a CH-46, the double rotor. Oh, okay that I flew in, uh, you know, in Saigon and then my first tour in Vietnam during the evacuation of uh, Kaishan and then Fuba. I mean, you know, the Tet Offensive and so on and so forth. But uh, that's that was my backbone aircraft. And, uh, well, this is an abomination well, for the thanks they gave everybody that tried to go over there and save people. Well, we this have to go, guys. We've run out of time, Sam. I'm sorry to say, Klaus. I'm, okay. Thank you for joining I us. I love y'all. <laughs> Thank you for the call. Thank you so much. Thank you, Sam. Bye. Thank you, Klaus. Semper Fi. Semper Fi. Semper Fi, Klaus. Well, I won't back down. No, I won't back down. You can stand me up at the gates of hell, but I won't back down. Gonna stand my ground Won't be turned around And I'll keep this world from dragging me down Gonna stand my ground And I won't back down Hey, baby There ain't no easy way out Hey, I will stand my ground, and I won't back down.